Hello and welcome once again to Champ. We are United's podcast, the podcast which takes you back to the golden age, the heyday of football comics from the 1970s and 1980s right up to the 1990s and sometimes as well the present day. And tonight is episode number four, which um, we hope you've been following along on all the platforms, SoundClouds, Spotify, Apple, it's all there. Um, and we're also now on Twitter as well. Uh, so give us give us a look there, give us some, some feedback if you can. It's always much appreciated. Um, and it's been good this week to, to chat to some folk via the medium of Twitter as well. As ever, uh, we've got a team in place, the dream team tonight, all of Riddles. Hello, everyone. And also a regular goal. Hello there, everyone. How are you all this evening? Or as I always say, whatever time you're listening to. Absolutely. And of course, we're heading into uh, hopefully a, a happier, more uh, pos- positive time of year, I suppose. Uh, not only springtime, but also the, the relaxation, we, we hope, um, of some of the restrictions we, we've all worked through for the past year and you know hopefully things will, will be able to help in a better uh, in a better direction we hope of course most importantly that all our listeners are staying safe and doing continually strange things so we're going to kick off tonight with riddles yet again and um, it's now becoming a, a regular feature i'm happy to say I think it's, it's going really well. It's one I've, I've been looking forward to, to once again. And he's going to talk us through another uh, edition of Football Picture Story Monthly. And one which is connected to our heroes of Riverton United. Um, yeah, um, we're going to be talking about, if I may be persuaded, or if you'll allow me to talk about two tonight, but the two are, are interlinked. And what we've got, um, we've got the last, the last two stories ever written about Riverton United in the picture story monthlies. So we're talking about issues four one three and four one seven. Um, four one seven is part of the set. Um, four one seven and four one eight were the last two ever picture story monthlies, and it's how they're finishing the story and things like that. And um, it's worth noting that we went from twenty six p for issue two. And in issue 413 and 417, we're talking about the realms of 90p an issue. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we've, got, we've gone up a scale now. Um, so what we've got really is we've got the, the finishing of the United story, the, the, you know, the culmination of the ups and downs of the whole history. Um, issue 413 is called Battling Back. Uh, and on the front cover, just for the, the guys on the call, we get a glimpse of a futuristic United kit as well, which that's worth mentioning. If you, if any, if you listeners want to Google that image online, 413, it looks quite cool. It's the yellow shirt but with red panelling and looks a bit more modern than the, the traditional kit. Um, so we start this one battling back uh, the opening panel as we start now in the first division. Obviously, United were relegated previously. So a, a real down in the issue before. And the opening panel states United face the, quote, long, hard slog of the first division. So we've moved away from the glamour of the Premier League and United being a real force in European football as well, up until fairly recently, you know. And we've got a big stark picture of the mill and the wind whipping around the mill. And we're looking at a very different United for this season, certainly. Um, so we've got big changes Obviously, when a club gets relegated, um, we've got big changes to the finances. So we've got Tug Wilson retiring due to ill health, Joe Pearson resigning, which is almost worth a feature of its own, the, the Joe Pearson resigning. It's a bittersweet moment because he's been so successful as a player and manager with United all the way through. And then they get relegated and he leaves. I mean... That's almost worth me. I mean, it, to me, it echoes Brian Clough at Nottingham Forest. It really does. I, I, I don't know what you guys think of that, but it's a, it's, it's a bittersweet end to the tale. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And 
I uh, I, I watched I've watched quite a few of the, the Clough documentaries, and it's a real bittersweet moment to end it on. I mean, they won the European Cup two years running at Forest, and you know they had this real success, and then the, the downward spiral. But anyway, I'm I'm going off on a tangent. But yeah, so we've got Torg Wilson, Joe Pearson leaving, and then we have the announcement of the new managerial setup. It's going to be Terry Evans and Hedgehog Jones. Um, but they're facing the problems, I guess, every relegated team does. The, the, the current stars want to leave because they want better wages. So we see some of the star names of the, of the time leaving. And, and really, we've got basically the two, the, the stars of the story are the two managers. They have to now get this side promoted back into the big time with what they've got. And um, it kind of starts with, there's a, there's a really good panel about two or three pages in and you get a real, you get a real feel for we are United. You get Terry Evans and Hedgehog Jones saying, well, if the player doesn't want to play for United, sell them, get rid of them. We only want the players to be, you know, we are United. We want, we want to keep all those players with us who want to be here. So it's a really good panel. And, um, so basically, they start recruiting, and things don't go well. Um, they play a few preseason friendlies, and it's not gelling. So what happens is the We Are United um, story kicks back in. Um, Duncan Fraser, uh, who's managing in Scotland, gets in touch with Terry, puts him in touch with a really good young prospect, basically a player in in Duncan Fraser's image, a tough tackling midfielder. So that's really good. Halfway through the season, they're doing a bit better, but they're struggling for goals. And then Fred Rimmey gets in touch. So Fred Rimmey from the Champ era, FPSM's a, a real legend of the United storyline. So we catch up with him and he's coaching, and he, as he calls it, college soccer in the USA. And he puts them in touch with the United centre forward, with a, a, an American centre forward, a real pacey, quick, direct player. And he comes in and he becomes the final piece of the jigsaw. And then they manage to get to the playoffs and things look really good. And on, and on the last day in, in the playoffs, they're, they're struggling for a couple of injuries. And um, Terry Evans, who, who, who'd hang, who'd like he's hung his boots up at the start of the season, he decides he'll play in the playoff final. In true, in true football, picture story, monthly style, the hero comes back to play and he plays in midfield. And, um, well, I'm sure you know how they get on, but it, it's a successful playoff campaign, semi-final, final. And they actually play in the final goal. They play Walford. Is that one of the teams you've used in your fan fiction or have I gone off on a tangent there? Walford Rovers, uh, uh, who uh, um, Roy Race signed for in the mid-80s in the Roy the Rovers uh, universe. Um, oh, and, okay. yeah, and of course, as you said, I use them in my fanfic as well. But yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that team name jumped out at me straight away. And they've been their bogey team for this season. They've bullied them around and, and they've beaten United a couple of times. But United are much more successful in the playoff final. And at half-time in the playoff final, into the dressing room walks Iron Bar, Kevin Nicklish, Dunk Fraser, Fred Rimmey. And it's it's the old United G on the new United. And um, yes, of course, they get promoted by the playoffs. And it's a real feel-good story, real... Real, Real good and that run really. Yeah, yeah. So you've got well, that's the that's the penultimate one, and I just thought if I may, I'll talk about the dream. But I mean, I, it really is for you guys. If you can go out there and find it on eBay, the dream is the the very last story, and it just follows one player, a young lad through the through the the schoolboy system and the reserves and his career, and I think I guess we all know who he ends up playing for, and that's that's the dream of the title. But he then signs for the managerial team of, of Terry Evans and Hedgehog Jones just to match it all round, just to sort of tie it all together. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. And you see, strangely, Terry Evans is the uh, is the manager in the suit, shirt and tie. And you have Hedgehog Jones as more the tracksuit manager type. And that's how they spin that round. But it's a, it's a really feel-good end to the story. It, it, it reads very much like the chaps have been told this is the, these are the last few picture story monthlies we're doing now. It, it feels like a full stop. It really does, and it's it, it's a nice way to bring it all together. You know, a resurgent United with this new young player who they brought in with echoes of the past, and um, 
it's a shame it's the end. Don't get me wrong. I wish there was loads more, but um, but it's a fitting finish to the the story all the way through what we've been reading. I guess yeah, it's quite. It sort of gives the the reader um, at the end of that one where he signs uh, for Terry and Hedgehog. Uh, the reader can then just go off on their own in their own head. What happened to this player once he signed for United? It's a nice way yeah. to end. Yeah, it really is, and and you get to know that the, the player in question is a lad called Jamie Warren, and he's a United fanatic all the way through. He goes to the mill with his dad. He's even playing for Chelsea in the in the Premier League, and he's he's won the league and he's won, he's won FA Cups with them. But he still goes to the mill when he can with his dad, and it's so you you really get to like this new guy, this new Jamie Warren lad, and he ends up playing for United, and yeah, it is. It, it's it's a good way to finish it. I say that the, the two I've always thought these two seem to come as like a little volume one and volume two to finish off, and it's yeah. and it's really good. It, it's it's a nice way to finish it. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And as you say, it's really nice as well to see the key characters, the ones you mentioned there, Fred Rennie, Kevin Nicholas, um, the fact that Hedgehog is is part of the management team as well. You know, so yeah. It's, Got legendary Duncan Fraser. Yeah, legendary figures are, are involved, and, and it's nice to bring them back in, in the way that they've done it there. Yeah, and it, it's I say it, United always they seem to have echoes of the past. As, as long as they've the more they've moved through, they've always still had the echoes of the, the big names. Yeah, and it it, re- it really works well. And um, yeah, I say it's 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 a nice way to finish the story. Um, they haven't gone all out, you know. United have suddenly won the treble and the quadruple and all that, but they just just they just brought it back as in a in a feel good story, which which I do like. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Real nice way to end it, definitely. It, it is, it is. But like you say, Gull, you can, you know, it, it doesn't finish there. You can picture it in your head where they they go on to. But as as far as we can read, yeah. A resurgent United, I think, is that was one of the last quotes in the book, and it's it's really good. And um, I see on the front cover you get a nice picture of the new kit as well, a nice modern kit. Yeah, which you'll know that I'm well into all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah re- really good. And I, I'd really like to see issue four one eight in the flash because again, for the guys on the call, there's the that's the cover of it. I've never actually opened it and had one and read one. No. Uh, yeah. Of course, the the four hundreds onwards are the most difficult ones to come across now, aren't they? For six yeah. or three monthly, yeah, um, certainly. certainly the ones that, that always fetch bigger prices uh, when we do yeah. one. The limited runs, of course, at that point. There was yeah, just with the, the lower front run. Yes, I guess so. I guess so. I mean the. the I've had some um, looks finding the 300s on eBay. I don't know if, if the listeners are being encouraged to go out now and have a little look. But, um, but yeah, certainly those latter 400 ones, are, they're difficult to find. The, the last one's called A Century of Football. Again, feeling like they knew. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The intention was these were the last, the last issues. Yeah. Anyone yeah. that's listening in that might have an interest in the Football Picture Story Monthlies, the uh, earlier ones, you can get some fantastic deals on eBay. You really can. Other auction sites are available, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so if you wanted to start a collection, they're very easy to get some cheap ones, some job lots. Uh, yeah. So take a look. Yeah, yeah very much. So. Um, yeah. Just going back to the Walfords mention uh, we had there, which was really interesting. Take my ears off at that that part particularly. Um, and Gal, I think you were wanting to talk about some of some of the other crossovers that there have been uh, Indeed. United and um, another story. There, 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 there's quite a few actually. So uh, I'd strap in everybody because this is quite a list. I might stop halfway through to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if, if, if there are any that flag up in your mind, oh, really? Yeah, do interrupt me, won't you guys? Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Roy the Rovers uh, spun off into, uh, um, well, not spun off, but crossed over into the hard man, of course, with Johnny Dexter because he ended up signing for Manchester. So then you get the link to Dexter's Dozen, 
because obviously Johnny Dexter went there, and the terrible twins, because Victor Boscovich, I can never say his surname. Mm-hmm. You said it so well last week, Rad. Victor Boscovich. That's the one. He oh. went into the terrible twins, uh, and I think he then went into Dexter's Dozen. I mentioned that last week. Um, so we, we're going to go into more obscure ones now as well. Uh, there was a story called City, um, and they played Malchester in the FA Cup. I don't know if you remember that at all, Rab. Big one, um, big one, yeah. Um, the Apprentices, I mentioned previously, that was um, a Malchester story Why, while Roy was at Walford. So, you know, giving the, the readers a fix of what was going on at Malchester, it was about the youth yeah. team. And that featured Rob Richards' first appearance, who went on to be uh, quite prominent in the first team. Son of Racy, I don't need to say any more than that. Uh, that's obviously the son of Racy. One of my favourite stories, Kevin's chant. Uh, Kevin Clark went on to uh, sign for Melchester. Uh, what a long list. Are you sure about this? <laughs> I might have been... I might do the first half uh, early on and the second half later on in the podcast. Okay. So um, Hammersmith, which I don't really uh, remember too well. I think it was in a later Roy the Rovers. Um, it was a non-league club called Stamford Sports. And whoever Hammersmith was or the, the main person, he signed for Carford City, which is in the Rovers universe. Goldmouth which was rapper, rapper Hardesty, or whatever his surname was. And I, well, sorry if I offend any Rovers fans, but I did not like that story. Oh, and when he signed for Malchester, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> what yeah, what signed, was it in particular you didn't like? I uh, just, uh, I mean, he was on the pitch, you know, rapping while he was saving a ball or something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it just grated me a, li- a little <laughs> I was really disappointed when he signed for Melchester. Um, the Marx Brothers, very mm-hmm. famous Roy the Rovers story. Yeah. Uh, they played Melchester in uh, one of the weekly strips. Mm-hmm. And um, Terry Marx uh, signed briefly for Castleburn City, which were involved in uh, Jack of United and Jimmy of City. Um so would that have been Castleburn United? Castle, been a Castleburn yeah. United in Castleburn yeah. because you know Castleburn United they played at a ground called the Mill. And, oh, I, did they? and I read I read on a forum ages ago, I can't remember which, which one it was, that Castleburn United and the Mill may have been the blueprint for United. In the, oh, that's interesting. In the red, what was the the, the comic book we had red in the title? Quite an old uh, an old red one dagger. Me. Red dagger. That's right. Oh, that's yes. it. Yeah, which had a twisty. Did that, yes. did that, that start with a twisty story? Twisty, twisty London, was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Castleburn United played at the Mill, and I often wondered whether that was an origin. Is there some link there? But yeah, there you go. That just jumped out at me then when you said Castleburn. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I love learning new things. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Mike's Mini Men, of course, yeah. uh, which was about. Uh, the table football uh, game um, and uh, he had a team his his players were uh, Melchester Rovers but also Charlie Carter featured in the storyline I think he played the table football game as well so he featured in an episode and uh, Nipper now that was in Scorcher wasn't it am I right yeah. in thinking yeah yeah That's Nipper now, it, the link of Nipper to uh, Malchester Rovers is that Nipper played in a England team that was managed by, by Roy. Mm-hmm. And then you get the sequel to Nipper, which was called Buster's Ghost. So, I mean, that's the first section of uh, crossovers that uh, uh, jump out of me. I do have another page full, but I'll come back to that in, well, in a moment. Yeah. But it's amazing just how many how many stories they cross over into. Hey, what's so Yeah. Would these be the Melchester verse, would they? Is that what you would call it? Would these be the Melchester verse? Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. 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 But that's, that's what these all branch from. 
yeah. Think, yeah. Thinking back to Red Dagger, just, just briefly, that was a tremendous publication. Um, I think there were only 30 odds, 28 or 30, published right. all together. Not all that easy to get hold of now. No. Um, they, they had a range of stories. It wasn't, really wasn't just football. There were um, war stories in there. It was tough of the track. The Red Dagger okay. as well. Right. Um, there was one, one of my all-time favourite comic stories. That you, you would really enjoy this one as well, Gil, um, being a 13-4 fan. It was set in a, a hotel in New York. And it was it was a, a tale of, of a, a gang, a criminal gang who kept this this giant squid and <laughs> hidden in the sewers below below the hotel. And it, you know, it, it, it was this legend, local legend that you couldn't, you know, the hotel had been abandoned for for so long. And of course, a couple of intrepid investigators sent sent off to to the hotel to to find out what was going on. And it's just an absolutely tremendous story. It's so well drawn. I'd love to know more about that. It's so well written. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I will hopefully get back to that in more detail. But as I say, there were real there were real echoes for me of the thirteen four in there. Yeah. Um, and it oh, I just yeah, it really stood out. And if there are any thirteenth floor or scream uh, fans listening in, we will be covering. Uh, we were doing a section on that in a future podcast because I'm quite a, as Rab said, a huge fan of the 13th floor. So we'll come back to that in the future. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the Red Dagger, as I say, is a publication really well written. Really well written. And Twisty um, is one of the football stories that you mentioned with us. Yeah. Yeah, also, Twisty, also Twisty London. Was, there was something wrong with his leg. Is that right? That's so right. A special yeah. dribble. Yeah. yeah, that's right, because um, that name jumped out at me when I was doing some research because there's a picture story monthly and there's a Twisty Lunnan yes. and playing up front with a, with Steve Dean. I think they're, they're partners. I can't remember the name of the, the picture story monthly. It's been years since I've come across that one. Yeah, yeah I, again, just I, I like that, just picking up of a character and just using it again in, in the future. One. You know, just yeah. there's a good character there, a bit of background and, you know, it always worth you know, retelling the tale or telling the tale in a different way, in a more modern way, you know, because Red Dagger was, was that 50s or 60s publication? Is it, it's old, isn't it, Red Dagger? Or have I got that wrong? Yeah, it certainly, certainly was around. Um, it, was, it was published in that format in the, the 80s, I think. But as oh, you okay. say, the, right. the original stories mm. very well have been a good bit further, further back in that. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I might have a look at that because yeah, I've seen the red dagger front covers. They're quite good as well. They're quite striking, aren't they? Yeah. I think we've got a few, uh, one or two threads on the on the forum, so uh, it would be worth uh, putting it in the search on there, it is because there are a couple yeah, cool. of covers there, I think, as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I might try and find that twisty London story. Yeah, all that. See where that's going. Yeah. Yeah. If I may as well, I've, while we're talking about crossovers and you guys might be able to help out here, there's a team called the Blues and they're mentioned in the football picture story, Summer Special, and in one of the United, because I think Tug Wilson plays against them in his testimonial. And there's two players called, the goalkeeper's called Davy Trotter and his nickname is the Flying Pig. <laughs> and they have a midfielder who, who's got a really strong shot in him called Blaster Bates. Do they appear anywhere else? Sorry, I just double check what I heard there, readers. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was no, that was that was a B. That was a B at the start of that one. His, his, he's called Blaster with a B. Bates. Let's try and keep this. Let's try and keep this above the, the level. <laughs> it's not Carlton Hogwash, but no, I haven't come across either either character. Oh right. What yeah. names obviously. Yeah, I mean Davy Trotter, the Flying Pig. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I've just, I've always remembered those names. But yeah. when I read them in the in the the United uh, Picture Story Monthly, I was again, I got this feeling. Well, these, this is this has been written before. These characters are well formed, and then they were in the summer special. But I've never come across them anywhere else or on the yeah. internet. Yeah. 
No. no. I just thought maybe they'd, they'd appeared in anything you guys had read or maybe any uh, the listeners have, have come across these guys. Yeah. Well, I was going to mention uh, when I get to it uh, shortly, Bobby of the Blues in the crossover section. And I always wondered if if that was the same. But yeah, I think it's quite... I think they were, they were just those two examples because I can't remember any other mention of it. I don't think there was a link to Bobby of the Blues. Right. But I'll come to, to Bobby of the Blues in a, in, in a moment. Yeah. But yeah, Dave, Davey Trotter, the flying pig, and Blaster Bates. That's worth a <laughs> giggle. For yeah, just... Pig, at least. If, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Other search engines are available. <laughs> we do have, um, <laughs> we have on the forum um, uh, a couple of pictures of uh, the flying pig and also a character, a goalkeeper in one of the stories that looked like it was the same artwork, the same drawing. Again, have a have a search of that on the forum because uh, oh. you you'll see the similarities. Yeah. See, my my eventual goal is I will one day link the Roy Race universe to the United. Well, hold your horse there it is. I might have news for you. (laughs) Oh, don't. John (laughs) Rule. Shall I uh, carry on with part two of the the crossover? Big reveal. (laughs) Are we ready? Okay. So so, uh, um, there was a story called The Legend, which uh, this is all in Roy of the Rovers, of course, uh, that featured a character called Augusta de Silva. And uh, the team he played for played a friendly match against Manchester. Then there was Racy's Rocket, which you'd think would be about, you know, his fantastic foot and, you know, scoring goals. But no, I believe it was about his brother and he was a stock car racer. And the car, I think, was called Racy's Rocket. So that's a bit bit obscure. Um, We have uh, The Safest Hands in Soccer, which featured Gordon Stewart, uh, and he was linked to signing for Manchester when Charlie Carter got injured. Um, But in the end, he didn't sign, and Tubby Morton came out of retirement. Um, And then, of course, the sequel series Goalkeeper, featuring his son Rick Stewart, that obviously links via his dad to the, the Rovers world or whatever you want to call it. I was always surprised Rick Stewart didn't sign for Rovers yeah. compared to Rapper signing. Uh, I always thought he'd end up at, at Mal Park, but but he didn't. Um, but indeed, the Camp Brothers signing. <laughs> 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 um, no, don't get... Oh, don't, oh, don't start me off. <laughs> Um, there's a story called Cheat, uh, which was uh, featuring Nick Leach, and he played against many teams in the Rovers uh, universe. Uh, and I think, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, any listeners, feel free to come onto the forum, sign up and let us know. I believe he signed for Carford. Um, so there's another link there. And here's an interesting one. I'm nearly getting to a, a possible uh, Rovers link. So Everpool um, is a well-known name yeah. in in comics. And mm. the first uh, mention of them was in a strip called the Mud Town Marvels in Hornet in 1966. Okay. Uh, and then uh, it appears in the Roy of the Rovers world from 1976 onwards. Um, it doesn't feature in any champ or anything like that. However, Everpool are mentioned in s- at least seven of the football picture story monthlies. Um, so yes, there's a tenuous link there between the fact that, of course, Everpool is a mix of Everton and Liverpool. Um, and, you know, it's tenuous, of course, but it's in the Melchester Rovers world. Um it's in the picture story monthly world and um, Bobby, I think it's Bobby Manns, the reserve keeper for United. He signed yeah. for Everpool in 1986. So you could say, you know, via Everpool that there's a link there between Roy the Rovers and the, and champ via Everpool. Again, tenuous, you know, 
Quite yeah. interesting, that. Um, yeah, okay. I'm, ne- I'm nearly finished, honest. We've <laughs> <laughs> got also um, um, Mighty Mouse and, of course, Hotshot Hamish, and then going on to Hamish and Mouse. Um, Mighty Mouse uh, played, um, I-, I think, in a charity game with Roy, and also featured in the Marx Brothers. So there's the link there as well. Yeah. Um, and here's quite a funny, tenuous one. Are we trying to link Striker into the world as well. You'll find this quite funny. Of course, Emlyn Hughes played for Liverpool and Melchester. Uh, Bob Wilson played for Arsenal and Melchester. Here we go. And of course, <laughs> in the, in Striker, uh, Warbury Warriors tended to play real teams yes. uh, and Warbury have played Liverpool and Arsenal so there's you yeah. there's your very <laughs> very tenuous link to striker so yeah that's, yeah that's no that's that's a fantastic um history goal thank, thank you very much for that uh, great research as well well um, I must I must give my sources because it's only fair it's research that we've done on, uh, we've done on the um champ board and people, members like Eagle Rich and stuff like that. But of course, uh, I've got to mention Storky Knight's uh, site, some great stuff on there. And, uh, you know, that that's another place which I'd urge listeners to go and visit because there's an absolute unbelievable amount of uh, stuff on there worth reading. But yeah, um, there is one more thing I'd like to mention before we move on. Uh, and uh, again, I saw this on Storky's site that the um, Hotshot comic had at l- about 300 different teams in its run, um, and most of them ended up playing each other. So that's one hell of a universe right there. Um, but yeah, that's come from Storky's site. Well, well worth a visit. Yeah, no, as you say, um, fantastic site research that, that Storky and others have, have obviously undertaken there. Um, and quite a few on, on our own site as well, you know, um, which is champwearunited.proboard.com. So do pay as a visit. And talking there about Striker, and um, I was hoping to, to get into that particular storyline to some extent tonight. Um, I know that, Gull, you're a, a fan of the earlier versions of Striker, the, the black and white versions where Nick Jarvis yeah. starts off at Thamesford. Yeah, very much so. Uh, the, the first episode of Striker actually had Nick Jarvis playing for Oak Vale uh, yes. against Manchester United, actually, in the FA Cup, I believe. And he gets spotted and signs for Thamesford. And yeah, I'm a big fan of the old black and white strips uh, uh, that featured in a newspaper, The Sun. There was also uh, um, two annuals of Striker in 1989 and 1990, which, there you go, for the, <laughs> Rab is <laughs> holding up the first one, the green one, uh, with the team photo or the team artwork on the back. Uh, there you go, Ridis. Look at that. Brilliant. Um, oh, I like yeah. that. Color, very nice. Look at that. And um, yeah, uh, it's quite pricey to get hold of that one now. They go for about forty pounds on on uh, on eBay. Um, and yeah, that collected the first year of strips. And then there's a much 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 rarer second one, which was a blue cover. Um, which I have to this day never seen on eBay. I've seen a picture of it on on a board uh, on a and on after a Google search, but uh, it's a very rare one, and that would probably go for three figures. And but it collected the second year's worth of uh, artwork, and then that was it. And of course, Nick Jarvis then went on to sign for Warbury Warriors. And coming up to the modern day, the one great thing that I think that they've done is they are releasing uh the complete works of striker um one volume at a time hardback 
and I think they're up to number 14. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be about 28, I believe. Um, and um, Pete Nash has been behind all of this, the creator of Striker. And they're a great to collect, but it's the complete story from the very first black and whites collected all the way up to the end once it's finished. And um, yeah, I was more a fan of the early days, but I'm still, you know, I still love Strike. Reynolds, did you read Mike's Striker? Well, um, it was, no, because it, it was in the sun, wasn't it? We don't, we, we don't need that round here. <laughs> but um, I, of course, I, I was aware of it. I, you know, I was aware of the, of, of the comic strip and, you know, in visiting football comic sites and comic sites in general, I've got an idea of, of what it is. Um, it, it, looked, it looks, am I right in saying the later stuff is almost CGI? Is it, it's, um, it's drawn on? 3D, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, probably like, God, I'd probably be a fan of the, the earlier, maybe the black and white yeah. hand-drawn side of things. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it, obviously nice that if you're a fan of it, you can get the from start to finish. That's, oh, you know, that's obviously... Is that, the, is that the first one you've got there, Ravi? Is that the... Yeah, that's that, the... That issue one, is it? Gene album, certainly, that, that's essentially volume, volume one um, from the late 80s. Okay. It really does look... You know, it's drawn in that sort of state. It's very well drawn. Yeah, uh, okay. Nash, but it's, yeah, it, it does have that 80s feel to it. And it's interesting yeah. that on page three, as it is here, um, you can actually get the censored kit that was available at the time. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> uh, £25 that water cost you for the whole kit, which I have never seen that for sale um, anywhere. Warbury... Also, you know, you get different Warbury and Warrior shirts. They do come up um, on eBay, certainly, but no, I've never, never seen the Just to clarify there for you, Ridders, um, mm. Rabbi was showing the first annual from 1888, um, 89 or 90, um, yeah. and then there was the second one, which was blue. But it, in, in the last couple of years, um, they've released hardback, uh, well, graphic novels, really, um, so that's the thing that's collecting the whole story, and they they release one every two or three months. Right. Uh, yeah. So they're up to uh, volume fourteen of I think twenty eight. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a real that's a real history. That isn't it? That's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Thirty years yeah. worth of stories. Wow. I think one of the, one of the things that drew me into Striker when it was. Because I, I didn't actually read it in the sun, even at that point. <laughs> but it was around about 2003, 2003 when it came out in, in magazine form. And it was it looked a bit like this. This is one of the more recent ones. Oh, so, okay. So it, it, it moved from a newspaper it to its own publication. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was promoted... A good few issues in it was promoted by Gary Holt, who is, is a bit of a hero of mine. He actually lives pretty close to, to where, I, uh, where I am, just now in Kilmarnock, just on the other side of the stadium. He's a Kilmarnock legend uh, because he, he was part of our Scottish Cup winning team. He has a Kilmarnock tattoo on his leg. Uh, he's more recently <laughs> been the manager, successful manager at Livingston in, in the Premier League here, but in Striker, he was, he was clearly a big fan and he wrote a full-page article each week. He was playing for Norwich City at the time and he would write about his, his love for Striker and the storyline and so on, but he would also give you quite a few insights into life at Norwich. Um, so that I think that, to, to be honest, is what first drew me to, you know, I heard about this I wanted to read it to see what Gary Holt had to say. Um, and from there, I, I, I suppose I, I did become a fan of, of the, you know, again, the 3D. Um, it wasn't until later um, through the, the camp website that I, I got into knowing more about the black and white striker and was able to, to obviously go back and, and read some of that. And I would agree with Gull overall, I, I would say probably I prefer that. Because of okay. the late 80s 
feel that it has. Um, and then there was, there was after a, a lull, there was a Kickstarter campaign, wasn't it, like all a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah, I was going to mention that. The original run of comics that you, you uh, the one you held up then, that ran for about 80 issues, I believe. Yeah. And, and yeah, a couple of years ago, there was a resurgence and um, Nashi did a Kickstarter campaign and um, it got its target by about 22 pence, I believe. <laughs> Um, 30,000 they were looking for, I think, or I can't remember. Um, I contributed to as well, and I, um, I, I contributed one of the um, higher amounts, and that uh, alongside, I don't know, about 50 or 60 other, the other people that did the higher amounts, which then got you into the story. Deja vu. Um, <laughs> they did a, a centre page spread, um, artwork of uh, all of the people that did contribute the higher amounts with the photographs that you'd sent in and your heads on top. So in essence, I've been to two made up grounds. Um, but yeah, that ran for about 25 issues and then they did a major final issue. Um, and that was that that was the run completed, I, I believe. It was also featured in Nuts as well. There's the final issue. I know oh, you can't see it, listeners, but yeah, the final whistle. Yes, and, and like like the United story, I, I thought it was quite nicely rounded off. Actually, the, the story yeah. of which Jarvis um, Striker fans will will certainly know what happened in, in the last issue. I won't, won't go into any detail on that just now. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was it was nice looking for it from from the end that I had. So, and something I, I did enjoy, and I, I know no, it wasn't to everybody's taste this, but in the more recent version of Striker, the one you were talking about with the, the Kickstarter campaign there, each week they would have, this time, the fictional teams who, who Warbury would play. And it wasn't like the previous incarnation where they would play against the real sides um, in the Premier League. So you had the likes of the Bucharest Vampires, the Darwin Crocodiles, the Highland Terriers, Hong Kong Heats, the Irish Shamrockers. <laughs> and you would get match previews each week about these games coming up. And quite a bit of detail you'd find out about these other, obviously, fictional teams. And I, I thought that really added quite nicely to, to Strikers' last, if, if you like, or certainly most recent but they were in the um, world league like, at that point it was it was a world league and that's why you had all of these yeah. <clears throat> fictional teams and uh correct me if i'm wrong you could also watch the game that you'd be able to watch the game they did a, uh, yeah i'm sure you can tell us more on that i i, I wasn't um too big on that so i mean I, if you know more than me about that feel free to go ahead there rab it was in some of the earlier issues where the, yeah, I think you tried this out, it didn't last, but no. it was uh, a company that was obviously employed to, to uh, out of a simulation of Warbury, you know, with a real player, with the real Warbury players, um, playing against some of these sides. And it looked, to all intents and purposes, quite like Tez, um, yeah. like a version of Pro Evo Soccer. Um, and I, I thought it was okay. It was, it was a bit, it was, it'll still be on YouTube, I'm sure. Um, but it didn't last. It only ran no. about halfway through, I think, the, the episodes or the issues. I think it was due to, you know, there was, you know, an issue with funding it as well, of course. Yeah. And that, that was always an issue. And that's why, it, you know, it didn't continue um, after 24, 25 or 26, you know. Um, but yeah, still interesting that, there were two volumes of the comics, and of course, they'll all be in the hardback graphic novels when they get there. Yeah, but there certainly were some fantastic characters, I think, to come out of, of the Striker storyline. No, I, I agree. Um, um, again, more so in the early days, there were more, I, I, you know, I think more grittier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and and in the latter stages, it was a bit um, Keystone Cops for me, but that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, there was some there was some uh, 
Oh, I've forgotten his name now. The big guy. Oh, Rab, help me out here. Um, Billy Corbin show. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The least said the better. Um, he, he used to wind me up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there were some. They, there were quite a few players. It was a bit like Champ. They they focused on a number of players, really, yeah, not just. Yeah. I mean, they had to really because. Uh, and I think this will make Ridders laugh. Uh, of course, um, Nick Jarvis lost his leg uh, by having it eaten by a shark. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. And, and yeah. the great thing is he ended up playing a couple of games uh, again one day. Uh, <laughs> Did he? <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Well, I'm didn't sure. Manchester City's goalie broke his neck, didn't he, in, in the thirties? And he, he carried on playing, didn't he? <laughs> there you go. That, that's one of the hardback um, for listeners. Obviously, you can't see this. That's oh. one of the hardback collected volumes. There's the shark attack one shark for you, Riddis. Wow. Okay. See, I'm getting more and more homework, aren't I? Every time we do a podcast, because I, oh. I spent I spent all my time at the mill. I'm going to have to yeah. go and. <laughs> oh, in fact, I, I've uh, I've dug that out. That's my homework for this week. Yeah. We well, need to tell the listeners, Ridders. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's, um, my, my homework this week is the best of Roy the Rovers from the 1980s with an introduction by Gary Lineker. So I'm going to, um, I think you said, suggested the 80s last week, didn't you? I think you guys said that's, that's a good jump on point. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give that a go. It's, it's over. 200 pages so um yeah so i'll get stuck into that and then and then i'll catch up with the 28 volumes of striker (laughs) (laughs) there's an interesting thread on the board uh again it it will be sourced on the thread um should anyone want to look but it lists every book or every different thing about um melchester rovers that they've been and that's for the completest of course you know, unauthorised autobiography, things like that. And there's quite a collection that he had. There's the playing years. You have the Today strips uh, that was just one collected volume of Roy of the Rovers. It's worth mm-hmm. having a look at that as well um, on the board. So did Roy of the Rovers appeared in a, a, a national newspaper, as it? Yeah, they appeared in the 80s in um, a newspaper that's not around anymore called uh, the Today newspaper. Um and there was there, there was no continuity, I believe. Again, listeners, forgive me if I'm wrong, but there was no continuity link between the Today strip and the Rover strip. Um, and of course, that would have been daily as well, uh, as opposed to the comic being weekly. But they were all collected in uh, um, one issue uh, called, obviously, the Today Years. Quite collectible, as, and obviously, you know, have a look on eBay; it's there as well. And mm. I don't think it's that expensive. No. Mm-hmm. no. Um, obviously it's interesting, Roy... isn't it? Sorry to interrupt, Rab. But yeah, the, it, it was in uh, um, it was in a newspaper like Striker was. Yeah. 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 So um, I guess when I come to read Striker, should my jump on point be the shark attack? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, volume seven, sorry. What I liked about that final issue, by the way, is the artwork, well, obviously CGI, 3G, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, Nick Jarvis looks aged, grey hair, you yeah. know, the realism of, you know, it's 30 years since he started. Um, I liked that a lot. Yes, a lot, well. And on the back, you've got an advert for Psychops, which was another um, Nash uh, strip, uh, I've got the collected works of that as well. Um, but I guess we might touch on that one day in the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're hoping uh, Striker fans will be listening in at some point to this podcast. And, of course, tell us your, your favourite memories of, of Striker, what you thought, perhaps, as well, of the final whistle, the final issue, and how you thought the story was rendered off there. Indeed. So that's mostly, I think, what we, we have time for tonight um, in this podcast. Yeah, I see. Um, an hour already. That's, yeah, yeah. Wow. 
Um, and Get next... it started. <laughs> I, think, I think your list was 55 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the and all that. But um, next time out, we are going to settle be having some more riddles reviews. I like that. That's a good title. And he's going to be choosing some more um, football picks for Story Monthly. I've got the focus, of course, at this stage or in Everton. I'm sure in future episodes, we'll also be looking at some other um, picture Story Monthly yeah. areas as well. Yeah, I could see um, that. Klein and Powell, Klein and Powell, yeah, maybe. Klein and Powell, but good, yeah. good call. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, certainly. Very, very much so. Um, so, in addition to Ruther's reviews next time out, we're kicking us off with that one. I think we might have a look at Gary Lineker's hot shot. Indeed. Yeah. 25 issues long, and then mm-hmm. off into Roy the Rovers. Yeah, and some fantastic stories. Um, in addition to Andy Steele and Playmaker, which is, is obviously well known, um, but there are some other really well written Story, kind of often overlooked stories, I think, which which were yeah. written into the uh, shorts. I think there was. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm starting already. I think there was a there was a striker strip in Hot Shot. I think there was also a Hot Shot with two T's strip in either Roy the Rovers or Hot Shot. Yeah. Um, quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So plenty to come. Um, we're also going to be having a, a look, I think, at um, running tunes as well. That could be an episode in itself, but we'll, we'll make the link between football clubs and their particular run-out tunes, and we'll possibly segue into some of our own uh, favourite bands, I think, favourite music moments as well. <laughs> Um, once we touch upon that. And, and as, as we know, football and music are so interconnected in any case, aren't we? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I yeah. think we might also mention a couple of, I suppose, novelty football records as well. And, uh, and that includes that includes a Talk United record as well. But we'll talk about that next week. Great. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. <laughs> so... Um, do check out our website as always www.champweareunited.proboards.com um, have a look for us on Twitter again just do the search for champ slash we are united and of course on all major podcast providers um, Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud so thank you once again to Rivers thank you Good fun again. Really enjoyed it. And to go. Sorry, I'm busy. I'm still doing my list here. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, yeah, thanks for the PhD thesis. <laughs> on crossovers. So, uh, thanks as always to both our guests. I think next week we are going to have Sybil with us again. He's definitely um, aiming to be alone. And so we look forward to that. In the meantime, as ever, do take very good care of yourself, stay safe, and we will catch up again soon. Good night. <laughs>